0: everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins. And this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. The Zurich Classic 2021. It is 420, but uh, we're still cracking beers. And now we're clicking names together again on a names and reasons pod. It's kind of what we used to do, is go through the board and talk about the names and give our reasons And we'll do that right now here live on the Internet. If you're here with us, chat along. Let us know you're here. Uh, If you're watching the replay, you can like and subscribe so you know when we go live. We haven't decided on a consistent schedule yet. So uh, I am pretty consistent with my Monday-Wednesday routine where I do a first look Monday and then I go live with Joe Idoni on the Preferred Lines podcast. That's my Monday thought process. Sometimes we go Tuesdays. And then I do Wednesday morning a ownership projection pod that is uh, presented in partnership with our sponsor, Fanshare Sports. Sports.com. You can get a, that, a subscription to that website for 20% off using our promo code. Thanks, Fanshare. Fantasy Golf Pod. Thanks, FanShare. Like and subscribe, and let's do this. And you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Golf Pod. Let's get to the names. Uh, we like to share the screen. If you're following on YouTube, you can show see me showing the tippity tip top, and it's two people this week. Eric, <laughs> uh, do people know this? They know this. The problem is, Eric. That's funny that uh, we're here on a Tuesday when. We normally are because nobody else is out there doing podcasts on the Zurich Classic. They're scared to do it. Are people scared? I mean, I guess there's some content out there. I will say Joe Idoni and I, we were scared. We didn't want to talk about the betting board, so we did not do that sure. last night. But Joe did go live with our guy, Pat Mayo, today and talk to him and also talk to Travis Fulton. So Joe Idoni is doing the circuit, content circuit. Uh, he's out and about talking names and giving reasons. Do you want to do you want to speculate? Are these people not sure what to do because of the format? What's up with this format? Have you studied it all? this team event?
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know what the big uh, hoopla is here regarding the format. Uh, you're, you're still clicking names like any other week, except you can't click two names that are next to each other because they're on the same team. So i thought True. that's kind of funny that people are are, are a little like there maybe there's a strategy here. There's no strategy. These people aren't playing, they're they're not playing against like another team. It's stroke play. So it's, it's kind of like how we've talked about the last several
0: months, where you could just take prices of people. You could just decide yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna build a roster that has a 10-2, a 9-1, an 8-4, a 7-1, and a 6-8 and that's my roster build and then you fill it in. And it doesn't even have to do with any of the re- names. Like you just do it based on the price. We've talked about this.
1: Literally, you could just make price lineups and not even look at the names, especially this week, I think. In my opinion, <laughs> this this I mean, you look back on the previous uh, leaderboards of this event, uh, the 3 years of information that we have about it and it's like weird things happen. <laughs> Well, they did not do the event last year. So the defending
0: champions are in this top range here. It's John Rom and Ryan Palmer, 2019. or, But well, technically, yeah. yeah. 2019 yeah. defending champion. They're uh, right underneath Xander and Cantley. So you have the two powerhouse couples, Xander and Cantley at 11.7, and you have Rom Palmer defending champs at 11.5. Feels like. Those two are the head and shoulders above. They're in the top of the betting board. Uh,
1: do you have interest in the top price team, the TPT, <laughs> this week? Yeah, I really don't. I really have no, no interest. I, I, I mean, uh, the second top price, John Ron Ryan Palmer, <laughs> seems to make a ton of sense. Uh, but Xander and Cantley, I mean, they I don't think they've played this event ever together as a team. If and I might be wrong there, but I, think, I think Patrick and Patrick were a combination for a long time. Patrick Reed and Patrick Cantlay. Okay.
0: So well, I think I'm pretty sure this is the first time they've linked up the Xander, Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, which on paper, I mean, this is like unfair. They should win. How are they not going to win? This kind of thing. And, but, but you have to tell me it's not, it's cut and dry. They got to switch off every other shot two times, two rounds. They, you know, you're taking your best score two times. It, uh, it's tough to uh, figure out why. You know, like anything can happen. That's why you see uh, if you go, if you are a country club person or you are a golf guy, you could actually know that anything can happen with these team events. Right. And that's why it's kind of fun. Where um, you. Put everybody together and you give them handicaps you kind of go off and you do your thing. And then you come back and you see the scores from these teams. And one guy got hot. And this guy hit birdied every other hole and their team just combination together to make this super good score. And these, this, you know, the odd couple may rise to the top and it might not be so obvious when it comes Sunday, Mr. Martins.
1: Oh yeah, totally. And mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. We can move on from the top price guys, but like, Does Xander care about this event? I mean, he just got third in the Masters. He always shows up at these, like, important events. I think of Xander as, like, a you know, he wants to take down the important event. And then he's playing with Cantley, who's really not been playing well recently. I think recent form is important. So, I don't know. But who knows? Like you said, the the dynamic that they're going to have as a team for the first two days, uh, you know, trying to make the cut. That's also a variable that we don't you know have to worry about in just normal you know individual stroke play events. So yeah. it's gonna be fun. I bet you Xander and Cantley aren't owned because everybody will look and say, well, I'll just save the 200 bucks. If I'm gonna pay up, I'm gonna pay up to John Ron Raymond Palmer, who clearly have strong history doing this event. So, you that's know. true,
0: Eric. You're right. Uh, if you're going to look at the ownership projections on fanshare sports.com, you're going to see John Rahm and Ryan Palmer, that team at about 18 percent. And the next most owned team in the 11k range is Cam Smith, Mark Leishman at 12, and then it's the Xander Cantley. So, if you want to pivot in this range, you got to go to the next team up with the, which is how oh, Matthew Wolf at 11,3 <laughs> Kyle Morikawa. Do you have a Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf team built into your 20 lineups? Because we're short game players. If you don't know us, we don't play for high stakes. We don't take ourselves seriously. I'm straight up in my garage. I got the heater going because it is kind of cold here still in Minnesota. I guess it's about 60 degrees. I mean, it's not bad. I'm not wearing a jacket today in the garage, but we're just having fun. We're doing short game lineups. We're doing $1 a lineup. It's 20 lineups total that we build. Uh, did they make it into your? I mean, you spray kind of. That's kind of your thing. So, did you spray a Wolf
1: Morikawa lineup? You no, know, I didn't. Just because Wolf is so bad, I haven't finished deciding about my lineups. But yeah. I mean, Morikawa is great, obviously. Matthew Wolf, yeah. your guy. The questions surrounding him and his play Something's wrong. Uh, with him. Yeah. So, but this could be like literally. A, a perfect event to get him back into the mix of things. I mean, everybody's read the article about how he's isolated and lonely and he sucks because he doesn't get to parties 21 or whatever. And now all of a sudden he gets to like, have a buddy to play with for, for at least two days, if not four. a good buddy, one of the best buddies there is to play right, with. Honestly. Right. So it feels the best player it feels,
0: in this tournament overall, for sure. Right. Maybe yeah. I think, I think so too. Morikawa.
1: So yeah, you know, we so they're just about- gonna say
0: to uh, Wolf, dude, just bomb the shit out of it on everywhere, but then and I'll take care of the rest. The, the <laughs> problem is Eric that he Wolf has been bombing it, but into the woods, right? So there is the problem there. Uh, the Cam Smith. Mark Leishman team. It might be the, the best team of the 11K range, and you get the savings, you get $600 off of the top team. So you could go with Cam Smith Leishman team, or you just go into the 10K you build a little bit differently. You start with maybe a Scheffler Fee Now. You can see that team. Should I show the screen again? Here you go. On YouTube, going live, doing the thing on a Tuesday night, names and reasons. At the top That's of the nine, 10K range, got Bubba Watson, Scotty Scheffler. And then you have the right below that, Tony Fee Now, Cameron Champ. That's ten seven. Then you have Billy Horschel, Sam Burns. That's ten five. And then you got Danny Willett, Tyrell Hatton, and then Chris Kirk, Brendan Todd, and that's your 10K range. Any interest in any of these names? I know we're all interested in that Kirk Todd. That's going to – actually, let's check in with the fan share ownership because this is kind of what we do. Look at the top, owned, least wanted. What the hell? This can't be right. They don't have – Brendan Todd Chris Kirk team uh own very much on fan share at this point. Yeah, yeah really? they're not the most owned team. The most owned team in this range is actually Sam Burns Billy Horschel's team. Wow. And then it's a mix between the next three, which is the Scheffler, Watson, Champ fee now, and then you got the Kirk Todd. So maybe people are off Kirk Todd because they're not sure. the Kirk at 10-1, where you're normally seeing him at a 7-5 and you're feeling comfortable. The same with Brendan Todd. Brendan Todd's been kind of bad, and he's been in the 6K range. So you're kind of used to seeing these names lower and to see him at 10-1 together. Maybe they're not as obvious
1: as we think that they are, Eric. I'd, I'd, I'd advise everybody to go listen to Joe Idoni on uh, Mayo's a drafting spot to get, I think he made actually a really good case, a non-statistical case, in fact, for Chris uh, Kirk and Brendan Todd's team, just based on the fact of their, you know, longstanding friendship and going back years to their college days. I like that. I think that's a fantastic narrative. I don't need it. I don't need stats to tell me, I, you know, I won a bunch of money last week. And to be honest, I didn't look any stats. It's made lineups. And a lot of them were. Yeah, basic- I was going to ask you about that. You mega profited and now you're rocking the mega profit
0: t-shirt live on the <laughs> internet. Dude, how did it feel to almost take down a GPP, but lose
1: it by a birdie? You'd think I'd be more mad, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you were in like Home Depot. You didn't give a fuck. Yeah, no, I was at Best Buy. I mean, I knew I was, te- I was texting you yeah. like
0: I was Will Haskett play by playing this thing to you, making I sure that I was, was telling you like- everything
1: that was going on. I knew, was that I helpful? knew I, I, it was helpful, and I appreciated that you did that for me. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's impossible to win a GPP, so to let alone get fourth. It's like that's fantastic. Like, what? why would you be pissed? But you were
0: on Chris Kirk in that lineup.
1: Uh, I was not on Chris Kirk in that lineup, actually. Oh, that and lineup GPP, didn't have Chris Kirk, so then no. you're on Chris Kirk
0: in the $12 yeah. that you cashed bigly,
1: yeah. So Okay, so then do you like Kirk here? Or are you going to go yeah, to Kirk? Great. Another week. I mean, like, if you look at his his results, and I think that really that's – we're looking at stats. We've been saying this for a long time now. Like, if we're looking at stats, the right. recent But then
0: narratives. Like you were saying, yeah. narratives are
1: fun. Are yeah. you a
0: narrative guy where you want the team to have comfort together? You want to have a Ron Palmer where the caddies are friends and they've gone to dinner together and they're hanging out and they've gone to college? I mean, like – What We could spoiler alert the conversation that we heard Joe and Pat have is that they're college roommates, yes, for a couple years. I mean, like, it's not a joke. These Brendan Todd, Chris Kirk people are friends. That could be good because you're not going to want the guys that – like, now, in this range is Bubba Watson, and he's paired with Scotty Scheffler. Like, that on paper might seem like maybe a good idea, and they're good players, but this team kind of seems like the one that would would go inward and, in like – Not, maybe they, maybe not though. I don't know. I don't know enough, but like that team more or less seems like the team, maybe even the Cameron champ, Tony Fina, where are they really friends? Are they comfortable together? Are they going to have a couple bad shots each and start wondering, oh, is this guy trying to leave? Like, does this guy even care? (laughs) Well, I don't care if this guy doesn't care. I don't want to care because it's not cool to care or I don't know. You know who I think will care. And I didn't watch the full interview yet. I haven't had a chance. I've been kind of busy. Uh, This isn't my real life. Uh, I'm a realtor in real life. But this is the Billy Horschel, Sam Burns team at 10-5. And I'm all about it. I'll click that for sure. Are you into the Bermuda Burns? Uh, I mean, he hasn't been the best Bermuda player. We've seen Sam Burns. If you pull up the DraftKings log miss some cuts, and do some awful stuff in the Florida swing where he's supposed to be good after coming off a third at the Genesis where it was a hard field and where thought he was real. Do you care that he's been kind of terrible and now he's paired with Billy Horschel who won the match play and who came last week and had a showing, top 25?
1: You know, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I'm – so with somebody like Billy Horschel and then paired with Sam Burns who's not been playing the best – I'm, I'm not really looking for teams that have like two guys that have been playing really good. Okay. There aren't, there aren't any teams of two guys that have been both been playing really good. I'm looking for the teams that have at least one guy that's been playing really good, which is Billy okay. Orschel. Sam Burns is going to enjoy playing with Billy Orschel, who's been playing well. Sweet. I th- Me too. And I think they like the grass. The now, let's, look at, let's
0: go back to the ownership projections, and let's look at the least wanted team in the 10K range, and using FanshareSports.com's projections, you can look and you can see, no joke, Eric, I am not kidding, projected at under 1% is Danny Willett, Tyrell Hatton. Oh. What? Wow. That Now, that's a, we that's don't like a tip – Eric, you don't go like, hey, there's a team that's over-owned or under-owned and, hey, oh, maybe I'm going to switch my thoughts on that team. I typically only look at the ownership as a way to build a roster of a t- of six people, this case teams, together. I don't necessarily – I like to look at it and to know like, wow, no one's on the guy. I like, hell yeah, I might have a chance this week or – Oh wow, everybody's on that guy. Well, I got to use him more than I wanted to or I sh- I thought I might and then or maybe you go, "Hey, there isn't anyone on this guy. I like him. I'm going to use him more." I mean, would you pivot to a team that's under 1% owned in a format that's un that's a mystery of who could be good?
1: <laughs> it's a real mystery. I would actually. I I do like. I I I will. At 1%, you click them once, and you're 4X, 5X, 10X. I don't know if that'll happen.
0: You're going to have to tune in tomorrow morning about 10, 30, <laughs> 11 a.m. or whenever I have a chance to calculate the ownership projections and do my own thing. I'm going to go live again, and I'm going to have a concrete number for you. But right now, it's looking like Tyrell Hatton and Danny Willett is the pivot of the lifetime in the 10K range. But we don't <laughs> have enough time to talk about every single thing, all the things. Let's talk about some of the 9Ks. There's a lot of 9K names here. There's a ton of K names. Okay, so they kind of just start with the top here. Victor – or no, Max Homa. Uh, I got to show the screen. That would help. Max Homa is at the top of the range with Taylor Gooch. I like this. Weren't they paired together in the final pairing of the Genesis? Did I make that up? Wasn't I think he was in the final group with Max Homa. So they could be, like, buddies from that. I don't know. Uh, $9,900. And then you got college teammate, friends, Hovland and Ventura. Brendan, Grace, and v- NHV3. And uh, the veteran group. Here we go. Rose and Stenson. They're at 95 The team, Louis and Charles. Louis and Charles have played this together before. You got yeah. Keegan, Brendan, Steele. Tom Peters and Tom Lewis. In and on. In and on. <laughs> and then you have Joel Damon and Lanto Griffin. That's the 9K range. I like this. This is where you could – you could. <clears throat> now, I have built about a dozen lineups or so. And you – I mean, it's impossible to build lineups. Like, you use the guy that I like up here. You use, you use Horschel Team. Okay, then you're automatically down to 7,900. Okay, well, then I still want to use – let's say I want to use two nine k You can't. You can't use Hovland and Im in this kind of a situation. You're down to sixty. Well, maybe you could. But then you're at $6,900, and if you look down here, the $6,900 is just falls the F off, and we'll get there. But it's bad news, Bears. But let's look at who is popular because no one cares what our opinions are. They just want to know who the most popular are. The most popular are the guys at the top, 9,900, Max Holman, Taylor Gooch. They're at 15%. And then you have the veterans. People are believing in the Justin Rose, who they saw at the Masters. And I also kind of do. I believe in the Justin and the Henrik Stenson team. They kind of are the fun veteran goofball team that they're going to win or lose. That is for sure. But there are 13%, and then you had Victor Halvin and uh, Ace Ventura at six and a half. So you got a big <laughs> drop-off. So you have the two popular, it's Holman, Gooch, and Stenson and Rose, and
1: then everybody else. Hmm. Okay, doesn't matter. It might not matter at all. I mean, I I, I kind of like the idea of Ustase and Schwarzel for some reason. It's just probably a gut take. I don't know.
0: Dude, they played well here when I picked them two years ago When that we had to do – we had a one and done at one point where you had to pick a team. Yes, that's right. You had to use both the names. Like, it was stupid. So I was like, well, I don't care about Louis or Charles. I'll never pick them. And then I picked them in that one and done, and they were top five or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I could see you going uh Rose and you know you do this 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 combo of Rose, Stenson, Charles Louis to start and you kind of like use your balanced build sort of beginning with veteran names. And we what have we said always, Eric? Low owned historically good names. Just kind of lean to them if you're going to roster somebody. But I'm um, rostering Im and
1: On. On and Im. 91 I, really like him i don't like on so much but i don't really care because that's what i said i just need one guy that's been good the other guy will probably get inspired that's this is like the one
0: time i'm interested in Ben on because this isn't a putting contest this is a thing where you gotta snipe irons and you can just buzz the ball right past the hole as fast as possible or in a situation where you um maybe you see your guy auto make par and you know he's got par it's par but you have a birdie out so your nerves are less. This is what Joe was talking about, too. It's like you kind of just let it loose, and you just fire it away, and then maybe Ben On is going to do that, and I like an imminent, and I like the price at $9,100. So there we go. And then Joel and Lanto, that's a fun team, and Joel's coming off that victory. Lanto's a solid player, and they're going to not – see, <clears throat> Joel is the type of dude that might get up for something like this, and might actually kind of have a little edge to himself. And Joel is the kind of guy that like will rally, and they will have a bad round or a bad few holes, and he'll he'll kind of make a joke, and they won't get too serious and bogged down. But but he'll be kind of like you and I, where they'll I think that they'll take it seriously. There's like. I, it's an unknown whether Keegan Bradley, Brendan Steele, like those two, come together and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna take this so seriously and we're gonna really care and grind every shot." Like there's like there has to be that mutual understanding between the team, which I think is important. And I think Joel Damon might have it with Lanto. They're about the same age, kind of running the same crowd. I could be I just. Spitting narratives that don't make any difference, but
1: no, I think kinda, I think that 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 type of speculation is just as important, if not more than, uh, if you're looking at any sort of past statistical data of of uh, sure. some of the performances of these guys. I mean, like we don't. Why haven't we even heard about like some of the reasons why some of these guys are 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 paired together as a team? It shows how shitty the fucking media is covering like, or and like giving us like, Oh, why is, uh, you know, I thought the oddball one was Brandon grace and HV three. Have they, how did that happen? Have they ever talked? No, that's <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, making,
0: making sense of things is that, do you think why the industry as a whole took the week off in terms of content? <laughs> Cause they just aren't, it's not, first of all, it's kind of weird. Cause it's like, Match play, and it's kind of like Ryder Cup, and it's kind of like weird.
1: So then, you know, it's hard
0: to speculate, but they, but a lot of the people they that do the touting and do the spouting, they don't like to spout and tout about motivations and narratives and home life and money and things that kind of are outside of a spreadsheet. (laughs) So
1: then it's harder to do these shows without. spreadsheet maybe for for some yeah it is i mean we're here we're doing it
0: we're in the eight k range we're live on the internet if you could like and subscribe that'd be great if you could if on itunes hit the five stars i don't know if it helps we don't really care because we're not making that much money doing this we are sponsored though by fanshare sports.com you can get an ownership projection uh Website that has other things besides that for 20% off using the fantasy golf pod promo code or the 8k range. We're talking ownership. We're looking at who is the most wanted in the 8k range. And there's holy shit. There's a team that might be the most owned. This is the chalk of the week, and they're coming in the 8k range, Eric, and they're at 8100 dollars The chalk of the week? What? Yeah. Is Doug Kim and Justin S. That's I don't cool. get it. I don't know if that'll ring true when I calculate it all tomorrow morning. You have to go back live. I will do that on Twitter, Periscope, as long as it allows me to, until it shuts it down, so that you can watch me do that tomorrow morning and talk about if that's the truth. The chalk of the week is Doug and Justin Su. So. Uh, but at the top of the range, you got Fratelli and Streelman. you got Glover and Reeby Glover? Glover's a flashy kind of guy. Where if he shows a top five, like he did at the Valero Texas Open, he finished fourth in the top twenty before that. Do you do you get on or off Glover now? Like, is Glover a good teammate? Do you think Ches
1: and Glover? Yeah. Again, I'd, I'd love to know. This, again, why the the PGA Tour like media press corps people like they don't. We don't get this information. It'd be I'm, who wouldn't? Well, be no one's asking about
0: Chazor Glover because no one cares about Chazor Glover because no one's clicking Chazor Glover, the, the second least well, wanted. Them. Besides Henrik Norlander and Alexander Noran, the L's teams are under two percent according to sports.com right now. Projected ownership. Now again, that could change. The f- surprise to me, Eric, was that Kevin Kisner and Scott Brown wasn't the ch- ch- chalk of the week because they're at eighty-seven hundred dollars. They like each other. They're fun to click. They're right here. Do you have interest? Chalk Donkey, Eric Magnus Martins, and clicking the Glover or no the uh, Kisner Brown team.
1: They seem like they're in the sweet spot for me. If I was to go all in on a team, which I don't know if I'm going to do this week, they would be the cool. ones though, if I did do it. They I just think, make most no sense. Like, <laughs> it. Where, where
0: are we? Aren't we in like the Carolinas or something this week? Where is this?
1: Yeah, it's in uh, Louisiana. No, it's in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. So that's like kind of where these people
0: like to play golf, and they live. And Kevin Kisner, Scott Brown, they're the kind of guys that probably took showers together in college and know each other on a personal (laughs)
1: level. (laughs) Maybe they smoked bowls together on four twenty back in college. I don't know. Yeah, Mm. or they're just buddies. I mean, like they. I mean, the results speak for themselves as a team, and I think that's important. You don't. You don't have. A whole i mean we don't have a whole lot of information on okay let's talk about a team i like what team do you like the most
0: well uh, there's two teams i like the most actually and i'm debating between the two but i don't know it doesn't really matter i'm gonna click in the same amount probably it's evr and wyndham clark because i'm a golden gopher i went to the u of m i graduated in 2007 i'm that old 36 and then EVR came after me a couple of years, but he went to the Golden Gopher. I don't know why you'd play golf in Minnesota for college, but he did. And he. Will, so I like him for that. And then you got Wyndham Clark. They're at $8,200 as a team. And I think they do different things. And I think Wyndham Clark has that putting ability. He hasn't shown it as much as he did a year and a half ago before COVID and everything when he was one of the best putters inside of 10 feet on the tour. Wyndham Clark, at $8,200, the combo between the two – and we've seen, you know what's ruining EVR, Eric Van Ruyen, ruin you is because he blows up. Does he not? There will yeah. be a hole every tournament that he goes into a bunker and he goes into the bunker again. And then all of a sudden I'm like, how is he still in the bunker? And it's like an eight. all of a sudden. So it doesn't matter here. His guy can pick him up. They can just lose the hole or however it works. It is still stroke play, but at the same time, they can just move. You know, it's not as bad. It's not as detrimental to have Evr ruin himself.
1: Maybe is this a dumb take? Well, no, yeah, that's going to be a, especially on the the days when it's when it's best ball. You know, if he blows mm-hmm. up, him Clark can get the par, and they can just move on, and he doesn't have to have that shitty hole or shitty score linger in his brain because it's going to ruin him. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you're absolutely right. So there's a ton of mental shit. I mean, like it could get a little weird on the alternate shot portion, you know, the other half of the days, but but no, i think that all these guys are getting a big lift, especially the mental cases. You know, like you <laughs> said, if there's a blow up hole guy like Aaron Van Ruin, uh you know, they're they're getting assistance, not just from Correct. their captain now, from another player. Another name i like is the $8000 team of
0: Castro Tringali. How could you not like this team? Oh yeah.
1: I, I, yeah, I'm I'm in there. I'm How in is there. this team
0: priced this way? This team we've had we've had Castro win a tournament. We've had Tringali been in top twenties many many times. We've had all of these other people above them suck really badly. Nick Watney's one of the worst players on tour. You have Alex Doran and Norlander at eighty five. You have I mean I guess Wallace is playing well, but I mean the, Glover and Reeve. And <laughs> like this team of. Uh, My guy, Tringali, and Roberto Castro is vastly underpriced. This is one of those teams that is underpriced for how consistent they have played, how good they are, how they do a lot of the things that you want. They just are well-rounded players. So then at $8,000, this is a great roster spot money saver. So there you go. $8,000 Castro, Tringali. Click it up. (laughs) I'm sure is this Roberto Castro? Uh, like, like what
1: the fuck? They don't like this person. He, I've clicked him in over the years. He's a he's a fine player at times. Did he win? He didn't win, did he? I don't know if he won recently. No, he has not won. But I,
0: this team needs to win, though. That's the type of thing. It's like Tringali. We know. Maybe this is. Uh, yeah, this is not who I was thinking of. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I like Roberto Castro. Anyway, let's go into the 7K range, and we'll discuss the ownership and the projection owned, at least owned, and wanted in the 7K range. According to FanShareSports.com, you have Chase Seifert and Matthew Neesmith as the most wanted. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? And then they also think Richie Warinski and the U-Line team is going to be wanted? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That makes sense. Uh, well, here he is, Matt Jones. That's the pivot in the 7K range of the Matt Jones team. And we've seen Matt Jones is the least wanted in the 7K range show up in the GPP winning lineup three times already this season. So, Matt Jones as a low owned play in the 7K range, that's when you want to click it, even if he is. Oh, wait, even if he is spit, uh, paired with JJ Spawn, who's not that good at golf.
1: I I told you I'm not. I'm not worried about that. So that doesn't matter to me at all. Yeah, no. So you're
0: you're going to go with this low-owned pivot team?
1: I am. Yeah, I'll be. I think you're right,
0: actually, because JJ Spawn, dude, has shown. And the problem with JJ Spawn, I feel like he's kind of one of those Munoz-type players where, like, he doesn't really care. But when he's in something that matters, then you're like, holy hell. I've the, You play with these people uh, that need to put money on the line in order to play better at golf. Or they're like, they need an incentive to pick them up, the Michael Jordan types of the world. Like, we're just playing normal golf and stroke play, being T65 or T35. And it doesn't matter to JJ Spawn, it doesn't get up uh, during the Bermuda championship or one of these dumb tournaments he knows it's a dumb tournament he knows he's kind of bad but when it could be one of these moments where he needs to show off in front of his partner it's kind of one of those things where someone eyeballs are looking at him that's the type of player jj spawn is and i i'm into it and if it's zero percent owned spawn and jones let's go zero dude literally the lowest owned zero point (laughs) four Uh, Maverick McNeely at the top there is not wanted and he just performed and he's with Joseph Bramlett, who's a bomber. That seems like a good fit. That's like a good combo. Maverick McNeely, Joseph Bramlett together at $7,900. I think their families know each other. I'm not really sure, but uh, that could be fun and they're not wanted.
1: Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. I, I I was looking at them. I was looking at, you had mentioned the two uh, favorites, uh, Chase Seifert, I that's, mean
0: that sixteen point eight percent is that enough to get offside for Neath Smith because they're good at golf in the seventy five hundred. It's the same thing as like you
1: know other names. Well, don't forget this is an eighty man field. This is not a hundred and sixty man field. This is an eighty man field when it comes to DraftKings uh, ownership. So sure, now we're we're kind of looking at like a a cut event, a WGC type field, but it's not that good of a field of the WGC. But but there's a cut. Is also like no. I'm not, I'm not fading a 16% because there's a 1% just above them that really all these guys in the 7k range and the 6k range, I think have a pretty good uh, chances of being, you know, better or worse than one another. Like literally this is the area to spray or do whatever you want. Click the name that you want based on your reason. I mean, Tom Hoagie. Down here, 7,000 with Bo Hostler, a couple of Texas guys. Oh, I like. have him. I have that team in my ho 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 team. <laughs> I don't, don't know. Maybe
0: I don't. Even. I actually don't have that team in my <laughs> ho ho. I could switch with Hoyguard. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Oh, easy. You should. Yeah, I need the ho 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 team. Look at this on the screen. Ho ho <laughs> ho. I'm just kidding. I, I have that team, but I'm not, I'm not that serious about that. But uh Sam Ryder, Doc Redmond on paper seemed like cheap for seven thousand bucks.
1: Yeah, I, I can't I can't say much about Doc Redmond who's been you know was our guy. But for you got
0: Ryder who did a T eight and a T two.
1: Right. I think Ryder's
0: legit and I think seven thousand dollars you gotta I mean these are the four teams. It's like you got the Wurensky U line, who U line just won on the Corn Ferry tour last week. We know this. You got Hostler, Hoagie. H- H- I mean, that's, I could pass on that, but we know Hostler has the putter that could get hot. Uh, and Hoagie, H- you know, he goes for birdies. So I, I guess this is kind of his jam. And then you got the Ryder Redman. K.H. Lee. Is he with Kyle Stanley? That's odd. It and is. And then Piercy B- Bakhtia. Oh, now we're going to $6,000 range. So now we're should we to do that? Year. Yeah, it's because we don't just, have a lot like we don't have a lot to say about the 6k range, but look at these names, they're kind of goofy. They're really goofy, they're really strange. I mean, it's the weird. combos of teams here, it's just like which is funny because in an individual sport, this is not normal where you team up and you have a friend and you have a partner in crime, and you're normally competing head to head with that person every single week, and you care less about their families and everything about them, and now we're like it's funny. like it's, And then what happens is then you associate these people together like for other tournaments where now we're looking at Rahm and Palmer and we're like, oh, yeah, Rahm and Palmer, they're friends. And then, oh, they got paired together in a tournament at some point, I think, in a final round or when Rahm won last year. Um, there are teams down here that I've, I've got interest in, but let's look at – let's check. No one cares about my opinion. Let's check in with the fan share, sports, ownership, projections. And they are looking at Scott Stallings and Rasmus Hoygaard as the top-owned team? <laughs> that can't be right. No, people start. No, thinking. You know what's going to happen is no one's going to own any of these 6K teams. No. <laughs> That's the truth. There are names, though, that I'd be interested in. Let's go. Um, now, uh, it's not them. It's not them. I like Putnam and Harrington because we're a fan of Scott Harrington. If you don't know Scott Harrington, it's his wife that had cancer. Yes. Yes.
1: Or did they both have cancer? No, no, no. She had cancer, and then she was making her way out of it, and then he got his way into tour, and then COVID mm-hmm. hit and kind of fucked everything up for him. Okay, so
0: Scott Harrington's cool, got a narrative and got a story, and then he's with my guy, Andrew Putnam, who we know can put the f- out of it. So you got to go with Andrew Putnam on a Putnam contest – uh, it's 420 and you got Robert Garrigus here. Do you go with Bobby Garrigus, <laughs> who was suspended from the tour for smoke? Dope. Uh, on 420, do you do it at 66?
1: I mean, I got to click him today. If it's today,
0: I mean, but tomorrow's 421, and it won't matter, <laughs> right? Uh, let's see. Actually, there are no like this is where it gets different. Like, where if you actually pay some attention to things, Roger Sloan's good at golf. Look at this Roger Sloan guy. Uh, before missing the cut at the Valero Texas Open at three straight top 25s, and everyone was touting him like, oh, man, he's really good. And then he fucked up at the Valero Texas Open. But now he's 6,500, and no one cares about Roger Sloan. And guess who's paired with? Your guy, Badly Aaron badly. That could be your team, my friend, who on the Corn Ferry Tour, April 15th. What the hell? When was that? Was that this last week? I guess he played. Wow. Okay, so then it was a T5. So there you go, Eric. There's your $6,500 team we just discovered. Roger Roger Sloan and Aaron Baddeley, if you want to stop uh little savings. But you could even go further down, Eric. There's a team down here like this Mark Hubbard Kaplan team. Hubbard's our friend and our guy. Not been great at golf, but, I mean, like $6,400. The Sebastian Kaplan guy we've seen. Mm-hmm. They get birdies and bunches. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. Uh, Bo Hogue and Wes, Wes Roach. Like I know it's weird, but oh wait, no, he's been bad. Don't do that.
1: Don't do that. Don't uh, do that.
0: Our guy Chalmers, uh,
1: Principal Chalmers. <laughs> nice. no, he's bad. What about the Han? I, I, I like James Han. I don't really like Martin Trainer. Oh but- God, like right, like Han's cool, but no,
0: Trainer's terrible. Oh, yeah. Gilgamesh and Whaley, dude, this is kind of sneaky because. We Gligic, Gligic, the decent. Like you see a T four there, makes a bunch of cuts, but has the. Oh man, he's so bad. Never
1: mind. Yeah, this is bad. where it's
0: like, oh wait, but you're maybe maybe you are sacrificing a spot on your roster with the sixty two hundred dollar Vincent Wiley guy who's made some cuts, and you're like, now I get a guy in the eight K range that I would have been a seven K guy. Now you have to decide, Eric, when you're building rosters if that's worth it to go down to this uh, Shelton Hickok. We know Shelton is a good scorer, but we're these all these dudes need to do is make the cut. Like all this team needs to do is make the top
1: 33 of 80, right? Top, yeah, I think it's 35,
0: 35, whatever it is. Yeah, but I have no interest in anyone else, dude. I, I'm gonna try to cut myself off at this. Uh, I mean, I, now that I've discovered this badly sloan team, I'm into that. <laughs> Where does their projected ownership? Let's look
1: here quick. Probably no not. one will even think of this, right? No, they're literally zero percent. I, 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 I do. This is gonna be fun to see how things play out. Point two, right? To see how things play out because you know this is a brand new event for DraftKings, so. How people like what are people willing to risk? I think, I think dipping down into the 6K range, and maybe you know, you have a couple that you like, or just blindly clicking too. These guys have just just as good a chance as people that are a thousand dollars above them, if not more. I mean, this is a real shit show of an event, I think, as far as like prediction. And it's already swagged out.
0: You like how I'm swagged out? I do. Look at you with the swag too. You got the mega profit shirt. I have a couple left of those. If anyone wants to buy one, they can DM me. I, I owe Danny Rybeck a hat. I meant to send it to him and I lost his address. And then I went to the store and then I got, it's just like, there's a line and then I didn't want to go. And then I haven't been able to go back again, but I'm planning on sending some hats out to my boys. And one of them is Danny Ryback. And he is asking you, Eric, now that you have mega profited, have you been attacking differently lately? Eric, Talk about how you've been playing differently because you went from being bad at PGA DFS in January and February and getting discouraged in us having several conversations in depth about how to change the way you play. And you have changed. And we have discussed this recently, even and now we you didn't win the GPP. You were fourth. You missed it by a birdie. You could have won $1,500. Instead, you only won 400 You could have cashed comma, but you still make a profit. Now, that win, you said, this was fun because I know I'm going to have another bullet again. I'm not even kind of worried. Like, this could be the only chance I get. No. You think in your head, and we know in our heads, that we're going to go each and every week and get a bullet. That's the goal now. And tell us, what's your how have you been attacking
1: differently? It's all about bullets. It's all about really what I've learned is it's all about once you start building, don't like build. And then when you're done with whatever reasons that you had, and this is, I made some mistakes recently where I undid something like minutes before lock. Don't, don't question just when you start the process of making your lineups. And I, that's what I did this last week. I didn't, I didn't go back once I made them. I I let them set. And I, I, I really believe in that. I think that's one thing. And I think another thing is I did not making them like
0: as a pattern in your head, right. As you make them. And then when you go back in, you undo the pattern pretty much.
1: Right. Right. No, I had, and you're
0: starting to like, try to like, Oh, well I had this guy with this guy and this guy and I knew it. So that's why I chose this guy. And like, that's part of the 20 lineups now if you're only building three lineups or you're building one lineup and you're a one lineup guy, your strategies are so different than what we do. And what we do is we try to build to get a bullet. We were told Eric, we want 20 bullets or zero. And like, you want to go for the glory. You want to pick a lane and fire it all off and go down that lane and win or lose. And we did that for like two years where, and it happened what once every 40 50 tournaments that we'd have a we'd have an actual chance, right? and so like we would win.
1: This is the spray method that got me there.
0: Can you okay, see that? So you sprayed a little bit, and it's like all kind of random. Like some are at the top, some are kind of just caching, some didn't miss out on the cash a little bit, and some are at the bottom, kind of not cashing. And then the albatross one and the one win league, those ones were your main lineups, and those were the best lineups. So you main your main lineup turning into what you alternate your other 20 lineups to do? Look at your fingernails for the love of God. What get those. It's for guitar, dude. Fuck you. Well, oh, you're a professional guitarist or something. Do <laughs> <laughs> you teach guitar at col- at a college somewhere? Jesus Christ. God, who do you think you are? You're giving
1: private lessons to people? He makes note of my nails. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Here, what about these nails? <laughs> <clears throat>
0: that's your middle fingernail <clears throat> yeah here, here's, here's the other one <laughs> no that's gross get to cut that thing and you don't play sports do you i play golf yeah see if you played basketball and you had those nails people would call you out so fast you would be like, cut your nails man and i'm like I, get, I i play used to play pickup and i would cut my nails like two days before and they'd go, like, cut your nails man and i'm like dude just because i'm a i'm picking your pocket and you're pissed Great show, boys. Hey, thanks, Barry. Thanks for showing up. I didn't see Ken in the chat, so hopefully Ken's still around. Ken. Um, what else do we need to talk about? Uh, your values. Do you have any value plays, Eric, for the week? There's no value. We're going to tweet those things, aren't we, now? You tweet. Eric tweets, guys. Quagness.
1: I don't know if I'm going all in this week on somebody. This, this just seems like two of a crazy, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We'll Why see. are you
0: going all in now? Like – why did you choose to do that? And is that
1: does that now change your building process a little bit? Well, the reason I've been going all in, and we discussed this over extended periods of time, is because I kind of find it a little bit more interesting to root for that one guy. And then on Saturday, I'll figure out where I stand for the rest. So I have that big sweat, like with C. Wu, for instance. Like, he started mm-hmm. off shitty. Then he rallied, made the cut, didn't really do – what we needed, I would have won a lot more money had he actually been had he not had the fucking uh, them standing around for one minute. But that's 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 a whole nother thing. But I, I think it's more fun. I mean, I'm, I'm only playing for twenty bucks on the short game, so like to say I'm playing for twenty bucks on one guy, and then I get to kind of spread spread out all the other names around that one guy. And you know, I think we decided. Well, so to- the,
0: so you've chose a couple price ranges. You've used the six K range, a seven K, and now uh, an eight K a couple times. Do, do you have uh, – now, when you choose a 6K guy, that opens up your possibilities in your player pool a little bit more. When you choose a higher-priced guy, that kind of limits the number of players. Do you like that more when you choose a lower-priced guy where you have more options? Because that's kind of what you normally like to do is spray.
1: I like to spray. I think, I think that the sweet spot is that 8K range because you really can do all sorts of – all of the builds that you want. In that AK range, I did it with Jim Furyk. He missed the cut. He was six eight or something like that. So that was you know annoying or whatever. But you know Kirk was what eight seven, and I think that's also what C Woo was. And I, I made a variety of lineups, balanced and top heavy. And this week worked out really, really quite nicely.
0: Um. So I'm asking you now. You've kind of changed the way you're playing. You're going for the bullet. What do you mean by going for a
1: bullet? Well, so we, what were we always told, right? <laughs> what? Well, you're we told you got to have 20 players for 20 lineups or, or 16 players for 20 lineups, because if all 16 of those guys do good, then you have that much more uh, opportunity to have – to take the gpp the,
0: yeah, to go the GPP. to first place to win right to have the perfect lineup and win the whole thing
1: whereas i think that we, you and i have come to the conclusion that you really should just have a variety of different looking bullets and hope that one of them becomes the bullet because i mean you're just going to keep losing every single week i feel like if you just have that super condensed pool so i don't know well, what's your goal eric well it's cash and to have,
0: comma. And have, <laughs> have fun. Like, we're trying and to have fun. Right. And it, it's it's so much more fun when you have that one lineup out of 20 each week that has the screenshot ability that on Saturday afternoon, you and I are looking at it like, holy shit, dude, this is kind of fun. We could actually bake some content out of this. Maybe there will be impressions that can come from this one bullet. But if we condense our player pool, if we go more, can you know, constrained and more tight with our butt then we don't necessarily yes yes we can be smart one time and we can get lucky but i think the better the better way is to Yeah, there's there's something to say about actually spraying, and like we're not actually spraying we're like nothing makes sense and we've got one because people argument is well you'll have the one guy that's doing well, but he'll be in the bad lineup. (laughs) And it's like, well, yeah, okay, I get that. Where if you use everyone, you can't get the right combo because you're going to just be spread too thin and you rake yourself. There's a a balance between 45 names where you're raking yourself and 16 names where you literally don't have a chance to have fun unless it's that one week of the one time and – that was, it was, it, it really is so hard to withstand the 48 other times that that does not pay off. So then what we've tried to do is we've tried to get a little bit in between going and raking ourselves. And, and then we're, so then I've tried now 21 and I've tried 24 and I've tried 34, 33. And I'm like, in between this moving target of depending on the week, depending on how many people are priced a certain way and The way that I build and who I like the most and all that stuff, it's kind of a moving target between that 25 names, 24 names, to the 33 names, 32 names. That's the way to build 20 lineups. That's the best way. And if you're not a 20 lineup building player, you better start becoming a 20 lineup building player because those contests are the most fair. They have the best payouts. They are actually the ones that the Sharks don't want to be in because the Sharks like the t- the contests with the most money and the most highly prizes at the top. And then the 20 lineup contests don't have that. They don't even make a, t- a 20 lineup contest higher than $3. So you're not getting these Sharks that care about building 20 lineups and who are studying and learning how to build 20 lineups. The Sharks are worried about the 150 lineups or how to build the perfect single entry lineup. That They're not coming into our world over here at the 20 lineup world. So you get an option of having enough people, having a few bullets, going for. Now, it depends. A week where it's 60,000 people in this contest or a week where there's 15,000 people, it's totally going to change again how, how your chances of winning are. But this is the best way to have fun, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's really well. I agree completely with you on that. I mean, like, we are just trying to have fun. I mean, if you're trying to make money playing DFS, like, you might want to (laughs) be putting your money out. Well, you can
0: make money, like, once every once in a while.
1: This is the first time I've won money in five years of playing on DraftKings, and you won. You've won a couple times. but, But this is
0: it. This is exactly the exact same as you going to your local casino or your floating water casino thing on the river over there, or you're going to Vegas, you're doing your blackjack, you're doing your roulette, you're on the casino floor. When you enter DraftKings, you're on the casino floor. It's exactly the exact same as roulette, where it's the same, where like, yes, I can put more money out and I can get more money back, and I can screenshot, hey, I got more money. It's all the same. So just know that you're you're lucky to make 60%, 50%. You will for sure hit a jackpot, but it'll you'll pay it. You'll pay for it just the same way you do in a casino and the same way you do going every other Friday or every third Friday, every seventh Friday when you for a long time to Mystic Lake over there <laughs> I'm playing with Ryan doing the the electronic slots or whatever. One of us will win out of the seven guys. And you'll think that your strategy is working and you're an expert roulette player. (laughs) This is the same thing as DraftKings.
1: It really Um, is. Just be
0: careful that like, yes, your buddy could have won at DraftKings. He sent you a screenshot. He's winning at DraftKings. He signed up for a site. <laughs> and then he got killers and now he won. Like that is that's more luck than anything else. This is exactly the same as being on a casino floor. This is roulette. If you don't that, which uh, it's irritating to the people that have services that charge you money or want you to believe that they know things or have microphones and lights and a podcast with followers on Twitter and Then you think, like, oh my gosh, how you know what am I missing? Oh, I just need to play for more, or I need to condense my pool, or all of these things that don't actually add up to you, a winning, and b, you definitely don't have fun doing that. What you need to do is you need to do the same thing over and over and over, and you always bet on black. James gets it. Thanks for right. watching. This went longer than we thought we would go. Uh, we're going to be back to you. To, I'm going to be back to you tomorrow morning live on the internet. And then I'm going to tweet my house bet. I got a house bet. And then I'm going to do my tallies like I normally do. That's any dine Realty. real Chief. I'm a realtor. My initials are C-H-E. And Eric Quagnes Martins, he's going to maybe go all in on somebody, but he normally does when it's a regular tournament. So you can follow him at Quagnes. Thanks, Eric, for being here.
1: Yeah. Fun. Good times. See,
0: um... We don't know. See you next time. Whenever that'll be.
1: At the next weird event. Important (laughs) event.
0: Weird event or important event, we'll be here doing the names, doing the reasons. Thanks for watching. See you next time.
1: Peace. Goodbye. Bye-bye.